welcome to another edition of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today is February 27th, Andy. Uh, we're in season three, episode number 15. How are you? Well, yesterday should have been the first spring training games. Yes. Yeah. But I don't have it this week because we got uh, college and high school tournaments coming up, but uh, KBO, Korean baseball is still going. Japanese baseball is going. Minor league baseball is not affected by this. Uh, town ball, college, high school baseball will be going on. So who needs you, Major League Baseball? How about, how about minor league? Now, they're, they're pushed back. Minor league, I understand, is not being affected by it. Triple uh, A, double A, single A, nothing? There's yeah, they're still pushing around. ticket sales. Last I've read on the St. Saint, Saint Paul Saints sites, they're still clicking along. Okay. So, so gotcha. Interesting. So they're going to be uh, reporting to camp now pretty soon. Unless they were saying that before they hit their cutoff dates just to not scare anybody. But last I read, they were still going. Interesting. Um, all right. I think we're set. Uh, let's start off with the trivia question, then we'll get to some high yes. school sports. Trivia question today is, which city is going to be hosting the 2022 World Games? Now, this isn't the X Games. This isn't the Olympics, but it's the World Games. Many people, listeners, I'm guessing, aren't even going to know what this is, as I didn't before I did my homework for this. But it's uh, it's it's basically the, the thir- it's basically thirty sports that people compete in that are not affiliated with the Olympics at all. So they wait till Olympics are done, and then they always do this World Games. I've never even even heard of it, but it's flag football and other kind of uh, second tier tier two sports. Uh, but it's athletes from around the world that play. So the question is, oh, who's hosting it? So, All right. Go ahead with high school sports. We'll get back to the trivia question later. The trivia answer, answer. is going to tie back into something else I'll cover uh, later in the show. But go ahead. All right. All right. I'm going to click in here as you're chatting away. We will start. Girls hockey was this weekend. Good game on uh, Friday night. Mantonka beat a dying in a close game, but we'll get more on that later. Let's just get to the congratulating our champions. Class A champions, War Road 6-1 over Proctor Hermantown. That, it was not as close as the score there. Um, War Road's just a really good team. Powered right through the playoffs. Double-A Minnetonka lost 4-5 to five to Andover. Like I said before, Andover, awesome team. The girls had a great team there. Uh, Andover jumped out 2 nothing. One nothing. Andover scored 15 seconds in on that game. They were up two nothing. Minnetonka fought back. Andover scored with about three minutes to go to finish the game. So great game there. Good job to both teams. Yeah, well, that, Andover can do it other kids. That Andover program for girls hockey the last three years is unreal. Yeah. And you know we we say it's about like Division two, like the Bison. The Bison can probably beat some Division one teams. I think this Andover girls team could beat some of the boys teams. They're just perfect to watch. Yeah, they won it in uh, 2020, won it in 2022, and then reached in 2021 the last year and yep. lost the finals by one goal. But, boy, that I think they only have three losses in three consecutive years. Overall, twice this year cutting this game. Twice this year cutting this game, they gave up more than three goals. It was both to Minnetonka. So something to hang our hat on. That is, that's a good, uh, good, good program. Boys hockey. We're just going to kind of get to the, the 
semifinals and quarters for this week. So it's going to have the semifinal matchups coming up this week for everybody. Class A section one. It's going to be New Prague against Albert Lee. Uh, section two, Minneapolis and Delano. Three, New Ulm and Mankato East Loyola. Four A has their quarters yet to play on Wednesday. Montevideo and Two Rivers, and then Simley and Chisago Lakes. Those two will go for the championship in four A. Five, Monticello Cathedral. Six, Alec and Fergus Falls. Seven, Hermantown and Duluth Denfeld, and eight, War Road and TR. So those games are all going to be on Wednesday. Of course, I won't be able to watch any of the games. I'll be at church that night for Ash Wednesday. So it'll be a late report on Thursday for those because these games here are Thursday for 2A. Uh, these now, some of these are blank. I got to fill them in because the high school league hasn't updated their site yet, but the scores were, were in. So for 1A, it's Lakeville South against Lakeville North. 2A, number four, Prior Lake against number three, Chaska. Prior Lake beat Ian Prairie, who was the one seed, and Chaska beat Tonka, who was the two seed. So 2A is a upset city there, four against three for that game. Uh, three is Creighton against Eastview. Four is Hill Murray, and I did not catch their, who their opponent is. I apologize for that one. Uh, six is uh, White Bear Lake, and again, I didn't get their opponent. They didn't have those scores posted yet. Seven, or uh, that's four's semifinals. Five is Rogers and Maple Grove. Six is Benilde St. Margaret, the number one seed, going against number two seed, Edina. Seven is Andover and Grand Rapids. And eight is we Moorhead and Elk River. So probably on uh, Thursday night or Friday morning, I'll do something with the hockey uh, finalists in there on social media. And we'll cover that as the weekend show. Girls basketball season winding up here. So here's kind of some of the final standings. Again, 4A, Hopkins, Prairie, Ian Prairie, Taka, Chaska, St. Michael, and Wyzetta are the top six. But if you look at that, Hopkins, Ian Prairie, Taka, St. Michael, Wyzetta are all in the same conference. And uh, here's Minnetonka's results since they had their issue with the – We'll say the issue. We'll just leave it at that. Um, I did a special this week on it on Spotify. You can see that. Um, their last four games, or well, four that were played, three and one that their one lost to Eden Prairie, a conference rival there. So there's those teams. One, two, three, four, five of the top, what I say? Six are in the same conference. So that section tournament's going to be the one to watch right there. 3A, Becker, St. Paul, De La Salle, and the Academy of Holy Angels are your top four. 2A, Providence Academy, St. Croix Lutheran, and Holy Family. And Minnehaha Academy dropped to, from one to four. Looking at their conference, well, they're third in that conference, conference record-wise. Blake is uh, six and two. But uh, they've lost three of their last four games. They had that win against De La Salle, but uh, Minnehaha Academy has a three-game losing streak there for a little bit. So not the best. I mean, two of them were not in conference, but still. Loss is a loss. Uh, Providence Academy, of course, the number one team in St. Paul Como. They only lost by one. Chaska, they lost by 30. But, again, that's kind of the fun of it all. And then 1A. Mountain Iron, Sleepy Eye, and Hayfield, the top three Hayfield undefeated still. We talked about how uh, a few weeks ago, that last game of the season, Mayor Lutheran traveling up to Mountain Iron, 
which they did. And well, we'll get that that game you see on there. They lost sixty-four to ninety. And also, St. Mary's had a loss there too, to Yellow Medicine. So, St. Mary's has a loss. Mountain Iron won. So, will Hayfield jump up? Who knows? Who knows? That's part of the fun and excitement there. And there's the Mary Lutheran score also losing to Mountain Iron. Boys basketball. They still got some games left before they get close to the section. So we'll just get standings here. 4A, you got Park Center. Shockby, was that at Eastview? Tonka coming in at 7. And of course, here's Park Center. 16-1, uh, 23-1 overall. Uh, lost at Tatina Grace. Then they got that win back against Tatina Grace. So one loss to the number two team. So you got Park Center, Tatina Grace, and Osseo. Yeah, Park Center and Osseo, one and six in the same conference there again. So, but here's what's weird. You see Tatina Grace there, but they're in 3A, but they're in the same conference as the 4As. I, I just report this stuff. I don't make it up. And there are two there behind Columbia Heights, South St. Paul, and De La Salle. 2A, Caledonia, North, and Minnehaha Academy are top three. Rockford at eight, Annandale at nine. And one A Hayfield and New York Mills, one, two. But Hayfield lost to Maple River in uh, their conference championship. So, and New York Mills won their last game. So they probably take number one in the final standings before playoffs. State wrestling. We're just going to get the team brackets here on your sheets. So here we start. You got the random draws. I see the top five, then random draw. So you got Dover and Belgrade and United North Central against Royalton on the left side of your bracket on Thursday. Right side, you got Maple River and Jackson County. And then number five, West Central area against number four, Kimball. The AAA. You got Mora and Cass in Mortonville, a two seed. And you got TR and Beck, or I'm sorry, Becker on the other side. Right side of your sheet, you got Tino Grace against number one, Simley. And the five seed, Fairmount, Martin County West against four seed, Mayor Lutheran. That will be tough. That will be a tough one. Triple A, Wilmer against Stillwater. Northfield and Shock be on the left side of the bracket as you hold it. Right side, and or Apple Valley and St. Michael Albertville, the one seed. And then uh, Anoka and Hastings, the 5-4 matchup. Again, St. Michael Albertville probably will not have a problem. WCHA, Women's Collegiate Hockey Association. Here's the final standings. Minnesota, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Duluth. And then it kind of drops off hard after that with Minnesota State. BSU, St. Cloud State, and the Tommies. So that's how their brackets kind of go for their quarterfinals. One against eight, two against seven, et cetera, et cetera. So there's your lineups, higher seed hosts. Big Ten hockey standings for the boys. There they are, Minnesota, Michigan, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. Kind of Ohio State for the rest really drop off hard. Six wins each for Wisconsin, Penn State, and Michigan State. So here's how their brackets go. Gophers 
get this the first round by then they'll play the winner of ohio state penn state uh ohio state should win that easily no dame should beat wisconsin easily michigan or michigan state easily and then you can throw everything out the window to top four be playing and then that's where the fun begins that starts march 4th through 6th for the first round march 12th for the next round ccha that's kind of where the beeves are um that's three of so here we go there here's their brackets number eight seed st thomas gets number one minnesota state again best out of three the fourth through the sixth uh ferris state at michigan state bowling green at bemidji state the number three seed and then northern michigan and lake superior state so we'll have those probably unless they go three games we should have all finals for next sunday's show uh, the NCHC Frozen Faceoff. That's their finals. That's uh, the other schools. We have up north there, um, the other Minnesota schools. Their season, they still have games to play this week. Uh, this week, I will have their standings and schedule out on the social media. Big Ten tournaments, boys basketball, 9th through 13th. And the gals will be the March 2nd through 6th. Congratulations to iowa winning the girls big 10 day regular season championship yeah i've got a question on that andy yeah so they finished i know they won you know they ended with the four game winning streak iowa um they tied yep. with ohio state with the conference best record and head to head they only played once and ohio state won wouldn't they be the champions I'm going off what Ohio State was bra- – or I'm sorry, I'm going off what Iowa was breaking on their social media. So their co-champs maybe. Yeah, I'm, big, I'm guessing they're co-champs, but uh, yeah. that, they, they, they finished – Depends on who you ask. They finished – You ask someone for Iowa, they're champions. <laughs> okay, that's Iowa, they're, champions. They're, they're, they're tough. They're only ranked, I think, 20th in the nation. Yeah, and, uh, and here's the thing. Um, it was kind of weird if you watch it today. It was senior day. They did not honor Monica Sasano on senior day because she's coming back for a fifth year. So she will be back next year with Caitlin Clark on her third year. So oh, that's right. Year with those two together, she's playing that COVID card to come back for another year. And so they will be even better next year. Wow. And yeah, that, back, that Big Ten women's basketball tournament should be outstanding. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention back to the high school girls from Minnetonka, uh, Goldsworthy, she was playing. Bill Goldsworthy's granddaughter. Back in January, she broke her fibula. She played in the section finals and state tournament. She went through the surgery, had the pins and everything else came in, came back and played. Wow. Yeah. I I I bumped my toe on the bed and laid up for half the day. <laughs> you know, oh she so hats off to her. Um, big ten. Ohio State claims the 2020, 2022 Women's Big Ten Swimming and Diving Championship. If you notice in the picture, they're not counting the coaches in the Big Ten. It's only women in the women's division here. Indiana Men's Swimming and Diving Championships. Congratulations to them. Minnesota is the Big Ten Women's Indoor Track and Field Champions. And Iowa is the Men's Indoor Track Champions. Again, just women with the women's team and just men with the men's. 
One little note here on NCAA basketball this week. If you're watching the games this weekend, especially Saturday, first time ever all top six teams lost. Wow. Now, as I got my trusty pen and ink pen, I wrote down, how did 7 through 15 do, I wonder? Army 7 through 13. Number seven, Duke won. They beat Syracuse. Number eight, Villanova lost on Tuesday to UConn. Texas Tech lost to TCU. Number 10, Baylor won because they beat number five, Kansas. Uh, number 11, Providence won. 12, UCLA won. And 13, Wisconsin won. So really, the top six, uh, eight of the top seven lost, the top six lost. This does not automatically mean Duke will be number one. It's not how college basketball ranking, rankings work, although you think it would because it's Duke and they love Duke, so anything they can do to give them one, they will. Shusky's final year, oh, great, da-da-da. We'll see. Um, yeah, Gonzaga lost a, a 23rd-ranked team. Not saying that they should still be number one, but they shouldn't drop to 14th because of it either. So um, Kansas lost to a ranked team, high-ranked team, so we'll see. Top, this is why we don't mention the seedings very much for college basketball because they change so quickly. And here's example why. Historic day, top six, all lost on Saturday. Uh, the Summit League men's basketball, here's their tournament schedule. You look on that right side of the bracket there, that second round, the Bison and Oral Roberts could be a rematch. No the love fight, lost right? there. Yep, no love right. lost there. That could be a don't know. Games in Sioux Falls, and they run things differently out there, you know. <laughs> uh, the women's bracket—they still got a game or two to go, so they don't have their brackets up yet for the Summit League women. NSIC—that's that's the Beaver Country there, and Minnesota Duluth and Moorhead and all them schools. Their conference record or playoffs are not set yet. They still got games to go, so here's just kind of peek at their. Standings for the men, their North Division, and there's the South, Augustana, doing well there. Augustana's a really tough team there. St. Cloud State for the gals, there you go. Those wins in a row. Bemidji State's up there, but it's just kind of a formality. And then Minnesota State in the South. Mainstream rock, getting in the music segment here. Top three plays for mainstream rock on airplay. Three Days of Grace with so-called life holds on to number one again. Taking Me Back by Jack White jumps to number two and starting to heal by corn drops to three. There's your top three. Concerts. Chris Rock, comedian, coming in concert. His Ego Death World Tour. June 23rd and 24th will be at Mystic Lake. I'm kind of a big Chris Rock fan. I kind of like his his, his stuff. Yep. Plug him as a we plug comedians and speak seven now and I'm here. And Chris Rock's a good guy. Tool in concert at Tiger Center March 13th. Corn, we just mentioned them, uh, March 26th. And Journey will be at the X on March 14th. Now, I know we said this before, though the concert's coming up. In case you haven't heard in Minneapolis, St. Paul, for now, they've relaxed on the mask mandate. 
still double check, keep one in your pocket in case certain restaurants are freaky about it, but you should be good to go. New releases, got a new release here to go over with you. The Scorpions. First new album, about six, seven years they got coming out. Rock Believer. Huh. Wow. Very good. A pretty couple cuts, pretty good. Pretty good stuff from the boys, the Germany boys. So that's that one out there, sir. So like I said, it's uh, just basically tournament stuff right now. I didn't really talk much about baseball, like I said, except for that there isn't any. But uh, that's what I got, sir. How about your trivia question? What do you got for us? Trivia question is what city is uh, hosting the 2022 World Games? Now, this isn't the Olympics. It's not the X Games. Um, who's hosting it this year? Uh, it's it's a Lima, Peru put in an option, uh, a bid, a city in Russia, and Birmingham, Alabama put it all three bids. I'm going to guess since we don't talk politics much on here, it's not the Russian city. Correct. Um, I would say that'd be a no, Bob. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, Peru, Lima, Peru would be kind of neat and push that up would, stuff. That over. would be neat. That's not the right answer, though. The answer is Birmingham. And so really? this will take place. There's an 11 day period. We don't cover this at all on Sports and Songs, uh, the World Games. Uh, but it's 11-day period in July held for 30 different sports in that, that are not in the Olympics. Uh, so it's second-tier second tier kind of sports. And Birmingham's hosting it. And so they had to build, for their opening and closing ceremonies, a new stadium that holds 45, 47,000 people. It's kind of a setup like TCF Bank Stadium at the Gophers. It's a football field venue but they're going to hold the opening and closing ceremonies there in July. Now we've tied this together. And I did a show this, this midweek on the USFL. The USFL's headquarters is Birmingham. They're playing all their games in Birmingham. They got two stadiums set up. One of those is going to be that protective field that uh, is brand new just for the world games they built. And they're going to play games, there, football games, great outdoor venue, um, at, at that location. So Birmingham's got a lot of stuff going on here. The world games, USFL games, all 10 weeks of the USFL season. I covered this in the midweek show is all those regular season games are going to be held in the city of Birmingham. They got two fields. Legion Even though the other cities that are named for teams are all be played in Birmingham. They all have other homes of the eight teams. And I think they practice and work out there, but they'll fly into Birmingham every single weekend for the games. Half the games uh, of the four games each weekend will be in Legion Field. Half will be in Protective Field. Legion Field is that big stadium built in 1926. They used to hold the Iron Bowl there in college football. Oh, yeah. A lot of history in the Iron Bowl. That's a big stadium that holds 74,000 people. A lot of history to it. The other end of town is Protective uh, Stadium. Brand new, uh, state-of-the-art, smaller type of intimate, more venue uh, up close but they're going to play all those games there. And then they're going to hold for USFL, the playoffs and the championships at the beginning of July championship game will be up in Canton, Ohio played at the hall of fame. Yep. And so they got to get out of, got to get them out of there because the, the beginning of July is the world games. So that's the trivia question. That's the trivia answer. Birmingham. They'll need the hotels and everything else. The players use, I suppose. A lot, a lot of business revenue coming in Birmingham this year. Yeah. For some, I got, 
you have eight NFL, yeah, eight football teams every weekend in your town for revenue for hotels and whatnot, restaurants. Then you got that event, the World Games coming in. Nice day to run a little side biz down there. A lot of, and what I suggested on that midweek show is that if anyone wanted to take a trip or a road trip to Birmingham this year to watch a, you know, a, a football game either on a Saturday or a Sunday or both for the USFL, they also have a Double A minor league baseball stadium there, the Birmingham Barons. And if you can time that in uh, a weekend where football's in town, so yeah. be in town all the time, baseball's in town every other weekend, I think. You can overlap and take in a bunch of sports there in that city. And get all your World Game t-shirts before the event starts and everything else. Exactly, exactly. Football, the flag football event for the World Game is going to be held at that new football stadium. Album of the week, sir. Album of the week. We've got a little different one this week. Yeah, I saw your notes on that. I, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I try to cover a lot of the rock, the hair. Try to mix it up, make everybody happy. I get it. You got to make everyone happy. I did uh, jump over this week and um, learned a little bit of information because I'm going to review an NXS album today. NXS. The album Kick, released in 1987. It is the sixth studio album by Australian rock band in excess. Yes, they call them rock band. Now, this genre here, Andy, is very interesting. This is 1987. They consider them on Wikipedia as new wave, pop rock, funk rock, alternative rock, and hard rock. No to funk and hard rock. Really crossed over, but it's a 39-minute album. Um, it was the band's most successful studio album, certified six times platinum. The album also spawned four U.S. top ten singles, New Sensation, Never Tear Us Apart, Devil Inside, and Need You Tonight. Now, the background is in excess between 1980 and 84. In excess released four studio albums and toured through their native country, Australia, extensively. In 1985, they, they released Listen Like Thieves, and that brought the group international acclaim, as well as their long-awaited breakthrough in the U.S. That really what got them into the U.S. is Listen Like Thieves. And that's yep. what they needed. That pushed them over, and now when they released this, it really went um, uh, crazy. After the success of Listen Like Thieves, NXS knew their next album would have to be even better. During production, management booked dates for the upcoming European tour, and that pro- proved a, a problem for the for the producer Chris Thomas. Now, you'll like this uh, story, Andy. Uh, they were busy booking; they're all hyped up for the for the tour. But Thomas felt the album needed more songs. He said there was a, quote There had been an incredible momentum building, and we were gaining fans all the time. There was an audience waiting for the product, but I decided that they didn't have the right songs just yet. He persuaded primary songwriters Michael Hutchinson and Andrew Ferris to fly to Hong Kong, where Hutchinson drummer John Ferris owned an apartment, to write more material to, for Kick. While waiting for a cab to get to the airport to fly to Hong Kong, Andrew thought up of the famous guitar riff for Need You Tonight. He told the cab driver, wait a couple of minutes while I go back to the hotel room to grab something. In fact, he went back to record the riff on cassette, 
The cab driver was furious when Andrew returned to the cab 45 minutes later. But when Hutchins heard the demo in Hong Kong, he began to write the song's lyrics, penning most of them in just 10 minutes. So that was the song, Need You Tonight, that, uh, you know, I think they had eight songs at the time. The producer says, go back, write a few more. We, we just don't have everything we need. And that's how they recorded that um, one. With Kick, the producer Thomas fused the funk and soul of the swing with the mainstream rock of Listen Like Thieves. And in an interview with Music Radar, Andrew Ferris stated, the melding of funk and rock was always in their heads. We were very excited about the idea of overlaying two types of songs and genres together. So that's more of what it is. It's more of a uh, funk and rock and um, really good. Michael Hutchins. I don't hear the funk. You what's that? I don't hear the funk in it when I hear their music. Gotcha. I don't think I've ever listened to a full In Excess album anyway. But they've got, they got to, they kind of have that. They, they went more hard, I think, <clears throat> on this. And um, once they got that American, you know, the U.S. fans, it really took off. Now, Michael Hutchins displays the, kink, the uh, singer's wide-ranging vocal abilities on this album, Kick. So if you're a fan of the vocalist here, uh, he really does well in this. Now, the producer, Chris Murphy, said this. He gets the album ready to go. And when presenting it to Atlantic Records, he mentions this in his autobiography that was written in 2005. He said, quote, they hated it. They absolutely hated it. They said there was no way they could get this music on rock radio. They said it was suited for black radio. Check this out. He said it was wow. suited for black radio, but they didn't want to promote it that way. The president of the label told me, we'll give you a million dollars to go back to Australia and remake this album. Do it again. They said, nope, we're going with it. And it turned out to be their biggest. It's got a lot of funk, and I think it's it sounded very much for the audience of black uh music so very interesting see i don't hear that in there either i hear more of a i, I hear more grunge in it than anything else than those two okay after a the they uh, a 16 month global tour and that uh that really helped as as well all 12 songs from the album quickly became staples of the tour's set list, with Don't Change being regularly played during the show's encore. So that 12 songs, you know, typically on a concert, Andy, you're going you're gonna to see the band play two or three songs off that album. Yep. And maybe, a third, the end of it, maybe a third towards the end of it, they release another song. They, yeah, they did them all. I, it's one thing. When I'm doing the research for these uh, album reviews, uh, once again, I always learn something new. They played all 12 songs at their concert. My goodness, what songs didn't they play is a question, because a lot of the times these concerts are 15, 16 songs long. Yeah, now you're going off your classics people want to hear, and you're not playing them. See, I don't hear the funk. I want to say grunge. They're like a grunge pop, kind of a U2 type. Yeah. Uh, REM type is what I can turn to more than a funk or a rock. Not, not, not saying they're bad or good, just saying if I had to categorize them, that's what they'd be. 
Now they sold six million in the U.S. alone to be six times platinum, but worldwide this album sold twenty million. That's all right. They did it's okay. A lot. It's a lot. Here's the here's the personnel: lead vocals Michael Hutchins, lead guitar Tim Ferris, saxophone Kirk Pengilly, bass Gary Beers, drums John Ferris, and synthesizers rhythm guitars and drum machine Andrew Ferris. Now, here's the track listing. All songs written, by the way, Michael Hutchins and Andrew Ferris does all the work. Uh, There's a couple songs mixed in, but the singing song, the songwriting here is all from those two. Song number one is Guns in the Sky. Song two is New Sensation. Song three is The Devil Inside. Song four, Need You Tonight. Song five is Mediate. Song six, The Loved One. Song seven, Wildlife. Song eight, Never Never Tear Us Apart. Song nine is Mystify. Song 10, the title track, Kick. Song 11, Calling All Nations. And song 12, Tiny Daggers. The song Mediate. Uh, the video for that one, if you ever remember the video for that. It's kind of take a cue off the old uh, Bob Dylan where there's holding cue cards. It's got the words of the song on it. Oh, and you can tell they did it in one takes. If you watch for close, they're dropping it real fast and they got to slow it down because they're trying to keep up with the music. They did it in like one shot. Probably spent an hour, if that, 15 minutes recording the video. So that's, if you're trying to grow up, media, what was that song? You saw the video, it's well with the cue cards where it was kind of, one guy comes up for a verse, he holds some cards. Another guy comes in cards, you know. Little different video. So video wise, I thought it was kind of cool. I may have yeah, to go back and watch. That's kind of neat. Watch that video. It's kind of. I thought that was pretty neat watching that one. So I give them that. They weren't really my cup of tea. Um, they weren't really a. Okay, I'll listen to them and not admit it. No, I. I that one video caught my eye, so I thought it was different. Besides that, I really. Like I said they weren't in my wheelhouse. I think that uh, a lot of listeners of the show here for us is going to be more of a we can take them and leave them kind of a kind of a band. Yeah, uh, boy, twenty we'll million radio on the rock. Twenty million worldwide sales on that one album alone. That uh, did very very good. That's all I've got for music updates, concerts. Now, yeah. this weekend, Heartless will be playing. That's a heart cover band. Excelsior Brewing and Excelsior is going to have them uh, free, no cover charge there this Saturday night, I believe, 7 o'clock. Yep, 6.30, 7 o'clock, yep. Yeah, we'll be there. Yep, and also uh, coming up, they'll be with uh, Open Up for GB Late and coming up at Medina in a couple weeks too. Yeah, that should be good as well. Uh, Heartless is opening up at Medina for GB Layton, and that's also going to be a good Yep. Time. That's all I've That's... got for this this week, Andy. You know, it's tomorrow's the last day of February. We get into March, and the March Madness is going to kick off huge with all these sports, basketball. We're talking high school, college, everything here in the next few weeks between wrestling, girls and boys basketball, girls and boys hockey. It's uh, it's going to be wild. It's going to be fun. Yep, college sports. This midweek stuff, I'll probably have some uh, Tuesday. Jason and I, Jason Inc. and I will be doing a wrestling special on Tuesday, Thursday. Probably talk a little KBO and the Japanese baseball league. I get you some baseball, pro baseball fix, see how they're doing, and an update on the minor league, how their situation's going. 
Nice. I'll, uh, I'm going to do a uh, state wrestling tournament for my midweek. Teams only, not individual. You've got yeah. all the individual stuff posted there on our Facebook page. I'm going to do a team rankings only for Class 3A, 2A, and 1A as that tournament is this weekend as well. That should be very, very good. And then UConn women's basketball, Paige Beckers, is back. She did play the last couple of games now. They're giving her just a few minutes. 10, 15 minutes in the game to get her ready for that Big East tournament coming up and then the NCAA tournament. Uh, she was out since December 13th with that uh, knee uh, surgery is what she had. But look for her to be back full force. UConn won the Big East in the conference. They got the tournament coming up here. And, yeah, it's going to be conference tournament time. And next thing we know, it's going to be Final Four brackets and everything else, all the fun stuff. Get your tickets for the women's final four because the case it is Caitlin Clark against Paige Beckers. Well, you're oh, right. Uh, when, yeah, do we know? Well, what is the, the date for that? Let's we should bring that up again. Um, I don't have the I, first weekend in April, I believe. I think it's the first weekend in April, and that's well, yeah, going to be your a, tickets. That. Yeah, we're hosting that. Minneapolis is hosting the women's final four. That should be extremely good. South Carolina still ranked number one, the Gamecocks. Yeah, but boy, if you get Iowa in the mix, UConn should be in the mix. Um, it should be lots of Minnesota girls coming home. A good matchup to do. Could be fun. Could be fun. No awesome. takeaway from the men's tournament. They should be a good draw here. Except top six teams all lost. So men's tournament is going to be wild to watch this year. You don't know what's going to happen. Interesting so. filling out the brackets. But that's all I've got for this week. Uh, have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next time. See ya.